That's great. I like yours is very guide too. Yeah, mine is very wiki how. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, this is the step by step guide, but this is good. Yes. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Alex? Oh, you know, nothing much, Jamie. Just talking about all of the people I've dated and seeing what thing they'd be in our solar system. <laughs> Intergalactal. No? <laughs> uh, sorry, I wasn't picking up with my laughter. I was more like interstellar. You should have been like, far out. You were asking me to do the same thing and I was struggling. The whole reason this came about in my head, I'm like, this is, how did we even think of this? But Amy, you said, I like to be the star of my relationships. You or me? You said that. Oh. And then, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. I was talking about someone that I had dated and I was like, she was kind of the star. And then we kind of, and then I was like, you know what? No, we were both stars. So then we just started to go through a lot of space things. What I meant is like the star as in I'm probably the main character. Yeah. But <laughs> as we were digging into this metaphor, I realized oh it was kind of neat. It was like a really it, reflective lesson. It really was. There's a lot of connections we were making. Yeah. So some of them we, we've talked about already, but we'll kind of go through. And every time Amy and I talk, I just think we needed the mic on. So we just came downstairs and we we made it happen. Into the recording studio. We are in our, our recording studio. Yeah. Sorry, Shout the official out. And we have two studio. mics now. So we're excited about this. They're both rose gold. That's why we bought them. <laughs> we know nothing else about their quality. Yeah. <laughs> just rose gold. Um, okay, well, I want to say I figured out something interesting as we were digging into this metaphor was my long-term boyfriend, we'll call X number one, X one was more like the sun to me because as much as I was a star, I really orbited around X one's world. You know, a lot of his family, uh, friends, everything. It was just like me. I felt I was orbiting and like worshiping that world. So it was kind of Did you neat. feel like it during the time or now looking back at it, you're like, okay, I was, I was revolving around his world. Or did you know that at the time? I think like this is more me as I am present now being able to reflect. Mm -hmm. I think because you cherish and value that first rich relationship tell me one about yours sure i'm kind of going in all over the place order here this relationship was what it needed to be at the time for me it was bright while it lasted but it needed to come to an end i enjoyed it while it was happening but there was a natural end for it and i thought that was kind of a shooting star because i like that one yeah it was bright and then it ended and beautiful and now fun it's to look at <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um sweet i was trying to think of another one i feel like it was long sigh i know well this one was like i feel like it was never meant to happen i knew there was like okay going sorry going back to x1 though i just want to say as much as i i felt i was orbiting around the sun for x1 x1 being the sun i'd feel very much now that like X1 is, like, very distant, like, just an asteroid drifting among the universe. Um, so, obviously, don't feel that way anymore. But X2, it was just, like, it wasn't meant to be. And I, you know, it's like I got sidetracked. And I think we said 
And I have like a failed space mission. Yes. Oh, thank you. Okay. So yeah, it didn't even like, it wasn't even anything as part of the, you yeah. know, the orbiting and. Tried to get out to space. Didn't even make it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Like just knew it wasn't even supposed to happen. So yeah. Failed space mission. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. really, I feel like really made sense. I like that. I like that one. Yeah. Sorry. I totally blanked on that one. I was like, was it meant to happen? But yeah, that's like totally a failed space mission. No one ever plans that. You no. Know? <laughs> okay, give me another one. Yeah, okay. So this one person, I would say we were both stars in this. Both of us, I feel like, had quite like magnetic personalities, fun to be around, bright people, meaning like bright charismatic, but also bright intelligent. So I thought we'd both be stars in our own little constellation up there. And my favorite constellation was called the Pleiades. Out there in the Pleiades. I like that. That's that's actually really beautiful. Eh? Metaphor. <laughs> Gosh, I love space. <laughs> <laughs> I love space. And we're I just love two love. moon children over here. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're just coming off a full moon. Yeah. Here, so gorgeous night out. It's just so lit. Lit. <laughs> I uh, also want to use x3 i remember x3 i said x3 is like mars you're so attracted to it like has all the right things going for it but when you landed on it it was just actually a bunch of dust so (laughs) i would say mars was x3 i like that one i like that one too really Mm -hmm. they work out like everyone's super like into mars like that's great oh it sounds amazing yeah it's so good and then it's like you get a little bit deeper and closer and they're like this is actually just a bunch of dust hit me with another one you had really good ones hit me with your best shot (laughs) this person the space station right oh yeah 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 a docking station yeah something because i said okay this person has a lot of integrity they jumping all over the place when i was trying to find kind of like a planet that went along with them and then i landed on are intelligent they're important but they're not the first thing you see when you look up at the sky. It's important. It's there. I mean, I feel like our exes would be like, oh my gosh, am I the shooting star? Am I the also uh, matching constellation? <laughs> I can guarantee. Uh, this is. I feel like not everybody would think it's positive. Like, who wants to be like, That's oh, true. I hope I'm Mars. I want to be a pile of dust. <laughs> I'm just. Really hope dust. I'm that failed mission. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh my god, yeah, okay, whatever. That's all I have, folks. I, I guys enjoy this upcoming episode and far out. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we are talking about how to stay active and not being bored in your small towns. I asked Alex to write a list of her 12 favorite things to do in the small town and the more we talked about it we both generated separate lists which we haven't shown each other and we're going to share the our our top 12 favorite things to do in our small towns and also we kind of can do these things everywhere so whether you're in the city or small towns um you could do all of these things yeah so amy and i were talking the other day We had our five-day break coming up, and we were talking, what should we do when we were trying to think of what's our plan? How do we stay busy? And both of us were kind of saying, well, we don't get bored. And I do not remember a time in my life that I've ever been bored. Have Amy? 
Yeah, like I am a very active person as well. And I find I actually get annoyed when people say to me, I'm bored because I think there's so much out there to discover still that really, I would say there's times where I'm like, there's not enough time in the day to get all these things done. It really comes to that balance and management of your time. But I agree. I'm just never bored wherever Mm -hmm. I am, whether it's in a small town or a big city or, you know, halfway across the world. I don't find myself bored. And that's where we came up with our title, Bored Isn't in Our Vocabulary. I think Amy and I come from a lot of similarities and some differences too. So I believe we both identify as extroverts. I definitely do. Yeah, I would say I'm 80% extroverted. Yeah, so <laughs> I I definitely am an extroverted person. And I know this is a compliment I've received. And people say, you make friends really well. And I, I enjoy this compliment. But I am very intentional about my friend making. And although it seems natural to me, it's not as easy as I make it look. So as two extroverted people... I am friends with a lot of introverts or quiet, shyer people, and though I'm not 100% in your boat, I do, like, empathize with you, and um, just know, like, not everything's easy for me. So, most of you will know I wear a lot of turtlenecks, and... Or dickies. Sometimes they're dickies. (laughs) It's called fashion, people. Look it up. Um, It's beyond fashion. It's actually that I get this anxiety rush on my chest often when I'm in new places or meeting new people. And so it stemmed from a long time ago. I always wore high neck shirts to to hide that. And so I think it looks easy for me to always be in new situations, but it is not. Don't think it's just two extroverts telling you like, oh, we love being around people and it's so easy because it's it's not just easy for me. Mm-hmm. And the more I've talked to a lot of friends recently and even family members who've relocated into new cities and new careers, that's often their own personal challenge too is how do I make friends without coming off you know creepy and weird and it's so interesting to me that you know we're we're older adults and that's people's insecurity is is branching out and making friends but it is work like you've mentioned for people like it's not Mm -hmm. as natural as it is so we thought we're going to talk about our our personal favorite things to do I I gave Alex this homework and I wouldn't show her my list and so we both generated a list. And I'm actually excited to see. She's looking over at mine. I'm not reading it, Amy. Okay, I was like, <laughs> stop looking. <laughs> um, but we're going to share. I'm actually curious, like, what are your favorite things to do in a small town? I asked her to kind of categorize. Can you categorize them if we were to air this? And so I came up with categories for mine as well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of go back and forth. Yes. So, and so... I I understand my homework that was given to me, but I didn't follow it the way I think Amy wants me to. So you're... Bad teacher. No. I'm a bad teacher. You were a fine teacher. I I just didn't follow the syllabus. (laughs) Why don't you you take it away? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you my top three things, and then I'm going to, like, flip it to you. Okay. And I tried to write them in order of my personal preference. So my first one is being outside in nature. Mm. I joke Classic at, Amy. I, well, I joke about this because everyone when I was back in Canada was like, hey, are you seeing anyone? 
And I would always shock them. I was like, yeah, I'm in like a pretty serious relationship right now. And people would be like, what? Who? Like, you haven't said anything. Tell me why. And I was like, actually, I have been posting pictures about my experience. And people are like, I haven't seen. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in a full-on relationship with Alberta nature. So. <laughs> and like, this is not really a joke. Like, Amy just says it straight up. But also, on my birthday, nature did the, the most beautiful purple thunderstorm and I was like just for you yeah I was like I'm in love this is love this mm -hmm. is what it looks like lighting up the sky into this purple beautiful the sound the rain the smell it was just a total gift from nature um, I I ordered that from mother nature you're welcome <laughs> yeah you're welcome I hope you like I hope you enjoyed it Amy yeah I knew you'd like it so <laughs> I would say number one is just being outside and being connected with nature so whether you're hiking walking biking or running I love getting that and I know that's why I struggle with winter a lot is because it really limits my opportunity to be outside so that's my top one is just being outside get and outside that's a, that's a really good solo activity too because when you move to a new town or you're in a new place or even you're in an old place and you're just looking to shake up your life a little bit that's something you can always do yeah and Amy's so good for this. The other day, it was freezing cold, and we suited up and went for a walk. Amy made me go for a walk, and I was happy that we did it afterwards. I feel a million times better. Plus, I am an active Fitbitter, so I try and get all my 10,000 steps in. So it's a great excuse to be outside. But even in the coldest of weather, I remember forcing my family out. It was like minus 23. I was like, I can't be in here anymore. Let's do this. The second one, also you could do solo. I like to do it preferably with people who have dogs is going to a dog park. Whether you have a dog or you don't have a dog, it's such a great place to meet people. I know here in Stettler, where I lived years ago, I would meet a ton of people at the dog park and they would remember me and we'd have small little chats along the way. And it was just so nice. You get a coffee and you'd go with your regulars. I mean, at the time I had a dog with me. Now, even I remember over the summer with my sister and her husband, we went to the dog park and I was just like in heaven again, like people and people are super like automatically connected. Dog people are good people. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Very different than cat people. <laughs> and then my third thing would be to craft, taking it on. I would say my crafts kind of suck compared <laughs> to other people's. I never like to sign my paintings. I like to just give them as gifts. You know, I'm not offended if, does, if someone doesn't want to hang it. I wouldn't say my crafts are like quality, but I do get a lot of enjoyment of creating or designing or making something or trying something new. So I think those are my top three. Okay. And I realize that they fit in my category. What is so your I'm category? Just, oh, can I guess it? Okay, go ahead. Solo activities. That is a very different approach. Intentionally, because we didn't want a lot of overlap. So my first category is called show your face. I'm driven to be around people over my discomfort of like trying new things. I learned when I moved to Drumheller for my first teaching job, I did a lot of, I literally researched, okay, wiki how. About Drumheller. Not about oh. Drumheller. How to make friends. Oh. Literally, wiki how. How to make friends, Amy. <laughs> I was learning that it takes two to five years to establish yourself in a new place. I learned this from WikiHow. Pick a spot and you make it yours. I have like become a regular. Every Thursday, go to that coffee shop. You go to the library once a week. Pick a spot and go there often and that will give you comfort 
because you start to see regulars there. You might talk to the same librarian or same barista, and it starts to feel more familiar to you. Oh, That's, I like that. Yeah. So this is more this Show is more your like face. a practical approach to friend making. Okay. Um, I'm telling you all of my secrets, people. <laughs> Number two is join something. Okay, and this can be hard, but there are lots of things out there. In all small towns, sports exist. Okay, I do not do the sports. But you have. But I have. <laughs> I moved to Settler. I wanted friends. I played slow pitch and curling. Okay. Yeah. Terribly. I did it terribly, but I made some very good friends out of that. Literally one of my, my closest friends here I made from playing slow pitch. Okay? So join something. If sports aren't your thing, check out Facebook. The other thing I find is there's a knitting club in every town. Really? I also don't knit, Amy. I hate knitting. It's not a thing I like. What's the one you do like, though? What do you mean? Oh, needlepoint. Needlepoint, okay. Yeah, that's, I don't necessarily like that either. I just, I have the skill to do it. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a knitting club everywhere. Join that. Like, go on Facebook and literally ask, is there a knitting club in town? There are all these clubs on Facebook. There are book clubs, there are Bible studies, all of this. The smallest of towns will have at least one sort of club. Mm -hmm. Go on Facebook. We're not sponsored by Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um... And then the last thing is go to your town events. So here are some places that you can find those things. Um, the town website or newsletter will have events and they can, I mean, small town Alberta, Ramaramas, rodeos. Yes. Right? Go Embrace the culture that is already yes. laid out. And this me. really goes with showing your face. So maybe you went to the coffee shop every Thursday. All of a sudden, that barista's wearing a cowboy hat and riding a bull. And you're like, I know that guy. He's mm -hmm. riding a bull now. Mm -hmm. So it's just showing your face. You're getting out there. And surrounding like things like rodeos, there's often things like... Um, there's parades. There can be like chili cook-offs. There's all kinds of events. And check... Check Facebook, check your town website, libraries send out a monthly newsletter, go to all of those. There's a plant swap mm -hmm. at the library in Stettler. Did you know oh, that? Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like once you start seeking it, you'll find, oh my gosh, I can't even attend all of these things because you still have your regular life to live as well. Yeah. Um, but good point, Alex. You were like hitting on something I was saying, which I yelled mm -hmm. in there, was like embrace the culture that is surrounding your community mm -hmm. already. And, you know, whether they're agriculture events or, you know, you've never been to an auction before, go to one of those. Yes. I know even for me, um, kind of embracing the cowboy life, I've really enjoyed. Like, I love flaring up in Western wear. <laughs> and not to look like a poser or anything. Like, I'm just like, yeah, let's kick it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, like, boots on. Um, like, my fringy vest. Like, jeans. I'm like into it and I would say I'm far from that, but I definitely embrace it and own it. Yeah. Amy showed her face. Look at her now. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's great. I like yours is very guide too. Yeah. Mine is very wiki how. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, this is the step-by-step -step guide, but this is good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say, okay, continuing on my list, Alex mentioned a few of them. I said also go for coffee with friends at a local establishment. Mm -hmm. And here's another way to plug our local... Frequently. Yeah. And here's another way to like plug your local businesses. Like 
I often, when new places open up and I haven't been there, there's an excuse to go. I want to see it. If I really enjoy it, I'm going to come back. I know we've mentioned we hang out at the sweet house and they, you know, they ask us to do things like, hey, can we take a picture? And hey, mm-hmm. you know, tell us more about your podcast. So they're excited about things because we often go in there and hang out as well. Can I actually, so one of the, actually the greatest indicator for longevity of life is your connections. So the amount of people you talk to in a day and the amount of people you connect with um, has the greatest impact on your longevity of life over things like diet and exercise. Yeah. And I remember being in a museum looking at centurions, so people who lived past a century. And the other thing that was high on that list was constantly challenging yourself to do and try new things. Mm -hmm. And like that was another thing I have here is taking up a new hobby, deciding to learn new things, um, whether it's a new skill or language, like you were saying, knitting. Every club, every town has a knitting club. Like I swear to you, there's knitting <laughs> everywhere you look. I don't think it's for me, but like I... Nor me. <laughs> yeah. Nor I. <laughs> we're teachers. <laughs> <laughs> but like, same thing, like the moment I decide I'm going to do something, like right now I'm really trying, trying to learn Cantonese and... So, like, it's already made me branch out because I connect with the coworker at work strictly over Cantonese talk. So, you know, he's testing me out and I'm, like, trying to spit fire words with him and I suck. Say a word. I can, like... Anything. Hello? Yeah. Fish? Some say is, like, counting. Okay. Yeah. So that's only to four. No is the other none. Yeah. Some say... Mm. Is the next one, yeah. So it's all tones. So it's, like, really good to practice. And I try and make my mom practice with me, too. But it's harder because, you know, family. But, um, yeah, so I'd say, like, continuously trying new hobbies. Um, and then browsing your downtown, similar to what you said, like, showing your face. Even small towns have downtowns. Mm-hmm. I know we have this debate all the time. But I think once you've grown up in a small town, you're you know what downtown is. Yes, downtowns exist. It's in Main every Street. Town. It's one. It might be one street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going downtown. Yeah, I like even you mentioned Alex. Like I put another favorite hobby of mine is working out. Like I do enjoy that routine of working out. You know, I have my routine. I swim on Mondays. On Tuesdays is my rest day. On like Wednesday, I go to CrossFit and things like that. So like now you can stalk Amy. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna finish the (laughs) remainder of my week because no one cares. But number two, join a team. So like I said, there is always something. There's always a club out there. Or slow pitch, I think exists all across Alberta somehow. Like even the smallest towns have a slow pitch team. As soon as I made friends, I quit immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a joke. You're like three friends. Maxed out. I'm good. I don't want to play softball anymore. So I like. I hate softball. Just do it. Make I love softball, but yes. Oh my god, the worst. I didn't even remember what side of the base I stood on to bat. Every time I went up, I had to ask. Or just like alternated every time, just for fun. No, I didn't do that. I would just say, "What side do I go on again?" Oh my and other god. people would have to remember that. <laughs> My last tip on making a friend is pick someone and stalk them. A good option is Amy. You know her full schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I... So I moved to Drumheller, and this was a place that it just wasn't clicking for me, meeting friends. So I started with my work friends. If you say, hey, let's go for coffee, and they say, no, I'm busy, 
maybe try again another time. And if they continue to say, no, I'm busy, often that's going to mean like, no. Mm-hmm. But but have encounters with them, sit by them in the lunchroom, have some talks. Because if you just walk in and it's a stranger and you're like, let's go for coffee, they might have stranger danger feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, persistent in like a... Comfortable. Comfortable. Approachable. Consent is all there and like we're not, yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Another thing is, this is how I got a friend once. She was a substitute teacher. She sat down beside me. We had a cool conversation, and then I said, do you want to be friends? And she said, yeah. And here we are, friends. Yeah. So, try that sentence. I find that that's, like, such an easy approach to, like, automatic. You just sit, like, that's happened to me at conferences where I'm sitting beside someone, and it's like, Mm -hmm. you have to, like, talk to the person beside you just casually, too, and it makes it more comfortable for you. And then, like, you start talking, and honestly nine times out of ten like you can find some way to connect again and it's like oh my gosh this is crazy and then you like loop through a whole conversation and then done like yeah right away and sometimes like you're adding each other on social media and things like that so and back to like the intentionality of it I remember I was on a second date and I wrote out a list of talking points and I literally pulled it out of my purse we were driving to Red Deer and I pulled the list out and I was like, we're going through this list. So if, if talking to strangers doesn't come naturally, think of a interesting question and have it in the back of your head. Like mm-hmm. just just kind of have that there. Other than just like, oh, the weather, da da da. Ask them an interesting question. I mean, I feel like that I love asking people weird questions. I know, but that's like so natural to you. Yeah. And I think that I I made it work for me. Like I yeah. trained myself to do that. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, step three, you make the fun. Now, this is, this is when you're living the dream, people. Because now you get to host events. Now you don't have to play slow pitch anymore because you made those three friends and you invite them to things. Yes. You start making the fun that you want to do. People want to connect with other people, yes. too. I feel that sometimes their limitation might be because, you know, they have a family or they're super busy, so they can't be that controller of their time. So often if you invite them to an event you create, that really promotes a friendship because they're like, oh, look at this person putting time and effort and like, mm-hmm. you know, welcoming me into their space. And that's huge too. Yeah. Be Maybe a yes person. Be a yes person. It can be exhausting at first. I also have the say yes when people ask you to do things. And it's, it's just the intentionality. Do you want to make connections with these people? Say yes and you do it until you kind of are at that place where you're at the you make the fun stage and then you can say no based on your your timetable. The last thing I want to say is this quote that I say in my head before I do something scary. It is from We Bought a Zoo. Oh, the movie. okay. Yeah. Matt Damon in the movie? Yes. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is 30 seconds of insane courage. And I oh, just I like that. repeat this to myself. After that 30 seconds is up, I just do another 30 seconds and another 30 seconds and you just do that. So on your first day of work or it's Friday and you want to go for a drink, 30 seconds of insane courage, you ask that person, will you go for a drink with me? The worst they can say is no. Yeah. Like that's, and that 30 seconds is done then. Yeah. Then you, know? you go on a date with Alberta Nature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. He doesn't disappoint. He or That's huge. And I like that. The 30 second of courage. I almost think that's oh. a great mantra pre-date even yeah 
And I, I used to be in a stage of my life where I needed that 30 seconds of courage multiple times a day. I would just say it. I wrote it down. I had it in my book everywhere. And now I need it maybe four times a year. You know, like kind of get to a place where you comfortable with yourself yeah, you're and comfortable you're maybe home i have roots i have yeah. friends now yeah, yeah i'm at the you make the fun stage of my wiki house yes i love that <laughs> that's so good and similar to you alex ironically too you're talking mm. about like having 30 seconds of courage so when i turned 30 i set a goal and i i actually saw this online was setting 30 intentional things that i wanted to complete on my 30th year it's now become a challenge because it's an ongoing list. I think I only have about like 10 things left on that list, maybe less now. I should go and check and update it. We as teachers have to write like professional growth plans every single year. And I kind of like that, like setting an intention, maybe on your mm -hmm. birthday mm -hmm. to set that goal and kind of just challenging yourself continuously to really perform, to make your life more comfortable is going to be really healthy and a healthy push as well. Yeah. Always challenge yourself. Yeah. Goals are the bomb. Dot com. <laughs> Someone mocked me the other time I wrote something dot com. Really? I think I wrote it as like a comment on Instagram and responded to a video and I was like, something, something, the bomb dot com. And then someone wrote back like, no one's going to think it's cool now because this girl just used bomb dot com. And Honestly, I was like, Amy, oh. <gasps> Gen Z has intimidated me so much. <laughs> Wait, what generation are we? We're... What is what do they call We're us? We're millennials. Oh, we are still millennials. Yeah. Oh. So I know, but I really, really like Gen Z would be the one below us. Yes. Okay. They're so fucking cool people. <laughs> I've never wanted to be a generation more in my life, but here I am, a millennial. I don't know. I feel like what what's so bad about ours? Oh my gosh, all we do is get shit on by boomers. That's true. I you know what? Amy and I, we burst those stereotypes. We both own homes and we eat a lot of avocados. <laughs> suck it boomers yeah we're living the real life <laughs> you've got nothing on us goes uh, and cries <laughs> i don't know i think this i mean this we're totally getting sidetracked now but oh, like it's I, important but gen z too i think like billy eilish oh yeah she's so cool yeah Ugh. Like, if that was our idol like who do we have who's the guy that invented facebook Zuckerberg? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg? I'm sure he's a millennial. Yeah, I think he's so. our icon. He's not, yeah. Gen Z gets Billie Eilish. We get Zuckerberg. <laughs> Thank this week's podcast was sponsored by WikiHow, apparently, by how much I reference it, and Space. Thank you for bearing with the really rough edits. Let me tell you, that was a task and a half this week. Next week will be better because it's Amy's week to edit. Thanks for listening.